Our reading from the New Testament comes from the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 13 through 23. Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. Now after the three wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. And remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise man, he was infuriated. And he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem, who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation. Rachel wept, weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled, because they are there no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what has been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called the Nazarene. This is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Exalted God, even as the heavenly host sang of your glory in the night skies over Bethlehem, even as the stars shone in the heavens and sheep and cattle gathered in the light, so we gather, young and old together, to recount all that you have done for us in mercy and steadfast love. No tyrant's threat or deadly act can destroy the dreams and visions you have placed within us, for you have drawn us close. Holy wisdom, speak to us in the word read and proclaimed. Hearing, may we dream your dreams and faithfully follow wherever you lead. In your triune name we pray. Amen. I wonder how many of you thought with me this morning that this is too soon. I mean, the, the, the reading from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 23. It is personally as if I'm still basking in the mood of Bethlehem's fields where the angels sang... God's glory, sang about peace on earth. Christmas Eve, brothers and sisters, is still vividly alive here among us and our decorations. And we still remember our singing of that hauntingly different hark the old angels sing, Jesus the light of the world. And we remember love has come in silent night, and, and here we are assaulted with, uh, by a story that is almost too difficult to retell. And yet, this is a story for our time. A story for us who are so used to violence on television and mass killings in our streets. 
I mean, you can talk to many people and they will be able to tell you about Brooklyn and Buffalo in New York and Uvalde in Texas and Island Park and Illinois in Charlottesville and Chesapeake, Virginia. At least 641 killings in the USA where four or more people are killed in one incident. And we know that COVID-19 is far from over. And now there's RSV and other names that we'll apparently get to learn in the near future. And there's inflation that we all discovered is much higher than the 8% that's announced. And wars between Russia and Ukraine and, and people amassing on the borders between Mexico and the United States. Political turmoil, mental health illnesses. There are more than enough signs, brothers and sisters, that we live in a world that is certainly not a, a certain place and that we are certainly living in uncertain times. And therefore, this story is a story for our time, because it's a story for uncertain and violent times. You see, this story happens in the world of the New Testament, that world into which Jesus was born many years ago. And Matthew tells his story to a Jewish audience, his version of the Jesus story is solidly founded in the real world, real geographical locations, real historical events. And of course, there's nothing sentimental about Matthew's Christmas story. There are no shepherds who came to see the wonder. There are no heavenly choirs that sing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill to all people. The story of Matthew is set in the turbulence and terror of a violent history. And Matthew didn't take too long to introduce his readers to this violence. And so we heard the story today, how King Herod waited to hear from the wise men who had come from the east, you know that the wise men, of course, course, stopped at the palace to find out where is this king that is born. And Herod said, I don't know about a king, but you go and find him and come tell me where to get him. And now Herod saw that the wise men who came from the east were probably wiser than he thought. These wise men who, who saw what the powerful people in Israel did not want to see, did not want to see that God's Messiah was born in the world, was born to come and become a savior for his people. And God again appears in a dream to the wise men, telling them that they should not go back to Herod and should return to their country by a different route. And of course, Herod didn't take too long to find out that he was strict. And he was angry, and, and in his rage, he gave orders that the soldiers must kill all the boys in Bethlehem and the vicinity, maybe in the old country, just to make sure. All the boys who were two years old and younger, as this was the age he calculated the baby of Bethlehem to be at this stage. And here, brothers and sisters, on the first Sunday of a new year, we hear about a tyrant who kills children and, and families who had to flee in the middle of the night. But if we read beneath the bottom, if we start to focus on the story, we find a present God in this world, a God who appears in a dream, in dreams to a righteous, religious 
devoted and compassionate, a dreaming and trusting father, so that the child will be able to grow up to become the savior of his people and of generations to come. In the story, we hear and see how God's providential care is demonstrated in uncertain times. And we hear and see a more hopeful message in the way that God protected the Messiah child. As again, the angel of the Lord, and you know that we will stumble on that a few times. That's the Jewish vernacular for God, the angel of the Lord, again appeared in a dream to Joseph instructing him to take Mary and Jesus to Egypt. Now, Egypt was outside of the jurisdiction of Herod, and the baby would be safe there. And we, brothers and sisters, we are in the same area where we don't really know what 2023 will bring our way or what will happen to each one of us. And we have the vague suspicion that this is not the whole story because there were also the babies who were not saved from Herod's killing spree. And we know that people are still being killed and bad things still happen in our world. But the blessing that we hear this morning again about, the hope that was created in the escape of the Messiah stays with us. This hope is the certainty that God is present, that God does care, that we can be certain that all people will one day be comforted mothers who lost their sons and grandmothers who lost a grandson, people who are grieving the death of a loved one in these days, people who have lost their homes and had to flee war in their homeland during bad and good economic times, you name it. But Matthew calls us who observed the birth of Jesus not that long ago to renew our hope, even if we have no apparent reason to believe that God is providing. Even if we have no reason to believe that God will protect and care for all humans. But brothers and sisters, the birth of and the childhood and the life and the preaching and the death and the resurrection of Jesus, the sign of Emmanuel, God with us, are signs enough of God's presence and God's caring. Are signs enough to us here on the first Sunday of 2023 to know that God remains among us and that God will never forsake us. Matthew dares us to see things as they are, not to think that the world is suddenly a beautiful place because we celebrated Christmas, but to see that all these bad things are happening and that, that, that God is calling us to make a difference. Because, brothers and sisters, we have to see beyond the ways things appear to be. We have to see that God is working, even in the worst that can happen to us. And the real joy of Christmas, not in the presence which you already forgot about, but the promise, the promise that you should never forget about, that nothing can defeat God's promise of Emmanuel, God with us. Even when we cannot celebrate peace on earth, we can celebrate Emmanuel. We can celebrate God's unstoppable work and presence. We can celebrate the love of God and the promise of peace that became a reality for every one of us. This promise that we're going to live this coming year, God is present. 
God cares. God is leading us wherever we go. Amen.